I could stay awake just to hear you breathe in. Watch you smile while you are sleeping. While far away and dreaming, I could spend my life in this sweet surrender. I could stay lost in this moment forever. Every moment spent with you is a moment I treasure. Boo boo ba ba. Don't wanna close my eyes. I don't wanna fall asleep because I miss you, baby. And I don't wanna miss a thing. I miss you, Drew. Welcome, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast, episode 104. Yeah. All right. All right. We just nailed, we just nailed our first Aerosmith Open. Um, man, miss you, I'm glad Drew. that wasn't me. Yeah, it's been a minute, man. Uh, I don't have those bagpipes that you have. Man, it felt good. Any, anytime, you know, the uh, the spirit of the non-dead Steven Tyler can come out inside of you, I mean, you just got to fucking take that animal and ride it to the fucking sunset. You know what I'm saying? I'm already liking the energy levels tonight, oh much more so than last time we were recording at, what, 1 a.m.? Oh, man, that's what happens when your heart pumps Red Bull, dude. Yeah, we were up for a while, man. <laughs> sponsored by Red Bull. Goodness, yeah. Uh, not sponsored by Red Bull, but... Uh, Garage Guys Fancy Sports is brought to you by Garage Guys Fancy Sports Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash garage guys, you can get all of mine and Drew's content. Uh, four different tiers. DFS rankings Drew is rocking and fucking rolling. Putting these bitches out every weekend. Winning people bags. All of our subscribers are winning the bags. Uh, we appreciate all the love that we've been getting back and the feedback. Uh, from those rankings that Drew sweats his ass off. He uh, he may or may not wear jock straps and headbands like Minshew while he's doing these rankings too. So you have to appreciate those things. Um, also, NASCAR, um, and we also have blog posts. So anything and everything under the sun at Garage Guys Fancy Sports Patreon page. Get over there today. Check it out. We've got a very, very busy weekend coming up, Drew. I know, I know you have got a lot to do this weekend. I've got a lot going on this weekend, and that's why we're releasing the show on Thursday for you guys. Still going to cover the Sunday slate for week six of the NFL. Going to be talking about some other shit that's been happening this week as well. But uh, let's kick it well, off. Well, YouTube review too, right? Later? Yes, of course. Uh, new segment. Uh, we're going to be doing Flashback Friday YouTube reviews. So all of the YouTube videos from – the late 2000s, early 2010s, we're going to just be like going back and reminiscing in the, uh, in the old bucket and pulling those up. So we got one of those to give for you guys. Inspired and, uh, by Rick, ripping yes, in the tear. Ripping in the tear. Got to love that one. And I'm also going to tell you why Vista Print sucks. So um, we'll go ahead and just dive in with that right there. So uh, some of you guys know, follow me on Twitter, at Garage Guy Chase. You know that I am uh, headed to Talladega Super Speedway for the uh for the race this weekend's the NASCAR playoffs a uh, lot of crazy shit on the line it's going to be fucking fun if you're not following me uh it's at garage guy chase everywhere on social media snapchat tiktok the whole nine yards of social media and follow at ggfs podcast on twitter um and on instagram i'm gonna have content up there as well so gonna be a lot of NASCAR shit going on this weekend um i'll be up there covering the race for garage guys and for roto baller so um, I'll have content anywhere and everywhere. It's going to be fucking fun. I'm stoked. But um, I ordered some business cards for, for us, Drew. And you fancy. 
yeah, I had some cards I ordered and I'm not one to like, you know, really be negative about shit. Like I don't really sit here. I don't complain. I try not to complain. I try not to do things like the only thing I really complain about maybe is like a player in fantasy football every now and then. But when it comes to just life stuff, I try to stay positive and keep shit going. I mean, I'm still positive, but I was fucking pissed today. So I got home uh, this afternoon and I, and I see my little Vista print box. You know, I rush ordered this shit, spent almost a hundred dollars on these fucking business cards. I rush order these bitches here. I finally get them. It's one day I'm, I'm leaving. And so right now when you're listening to this, if, you, if it's Thursday, you're listening to this, I'm on the road right now, uh, headed to Alabama. But I get the cards. I open up my cards. The front of them are fucking beautiful. They look great. They don't feel as good as I thought they would. And then I go to feel the lettering. That, and it's not raised lettering. And I ordered raised lettering. I ordered like the most premium ones that I could. Like I said, I, spent a, I, I laid some money down on these cards. I wanted us to you know, come off as a party professional, as I like to call it. Um, and I put a backside on these cards. They literally cut half an inch of the card on the left side and cut off like half of the text that I had on the card. What, I mean, what, what would you do? Like you, you think about, you think about like, you know, I just want to see your face when it happens. I mean, you were, you were hyping it up so much to me. I remember when you first ordered them, you were like so proud that you sent me a text and a picture cause you were just thrilled to do this. And, Little side note: The first thing I thought about is you like walking around at Talladega, wearing some jorts and like having you know got your mustache and you're rocking right. just like this crazy attire, and then you hand out like this super professional, expensive business card. So now, now you can't do that, and I'm a little bummed. Um, well, so I can't be like stupid mad, I guess, because like I called Vista Print right away. Like I was mad. Though. I'm not gonna lie, I was furious, dude, because like this is like you know I'm. I'm I'm going to like you know interview these drivers and talk with drivers and shit and I want to be able to give their PR people like a nice card and be like you know hit me up and call me or whatever like you know we'll we'll arrange shit you know trying to broaden some fucking horizons here and this happens they tell me to keep the business cards they refunded my money back which I guess is cool but it's just that I've never like I've ordered cards from from Vistaprint before in the past never had this issue it's the first time I have. I guess I can't be too mad. Personally, I think you have a right. I, I think, do you have an email thread with them or did you call? I got to ask. I called. I, I, I called. I'm a call guy. I'm going to call. Like, if I got an issue, I'm fucking calling. Like, I'm not going to sit here and wait, do email back and back. And, like, companies that don't have a 1-800 number piss me the fuck off. And that also makes me just realize that, like, something really probably will fuck up if the company doesn't have a 1-800 number. So you need to, all right, it's great they refunded your money and now you have these cards for free, whether they're usable or not. I'm not sure, but you should I'm also. I'm going to have to. I'm going to yeah. have to. It's so use fun. these, but you get your refund. You also should follow up with an email and be like, hey, per my phone conversation, I'm supposed to have my product sent to me the way it was supposed to be, you know, as as well as getting my refund. Like you should get your, but they refunded the money now. So it's like you should get both. Be asking for like a handout for 250 free cards. You should get that for them messing up their original one. You had a deadline you had to meet. Any good customer service companies any replace? Yeah, and that's what I told him. I'm like, look, I'm like, there's a reason. Like, I never rush order shit. Like, I'm I'm the king of waiting my five to seven business days, and I'm patient with it, and I'm cool with that. If I rush order something, it's fucking real. This is the first time I've ever rush ordered anything in my entire life, Drew. First fucking time. Yep. So yeah, just uh, that's how I feel about Beast Print. Little fucking upset, but. We're going to have to do what we got to do. We'll make it work. And I got my money back. Can't complain there. But yeah, other than that, Talladega, 
going to be lit, dude. I'm, I'm more than hyped. Sleeper article is going to be coming out uh, on Friday on Rotoballer, and I'll also have my driver picks up over the weekend while I'm there. But we're going to be doing things a little bit different this time. So for those of you that have seen the video on our YouTube channel, Garage Guys Fantasy Sports, go subscribe to that right now if you haven't. We do have a YouTube channel. All of our podcasts are on YouTube. If you're a YouTube Red user and you don't really want to use the podcast app, you can listen to Garage Guys on YouTube. So there's that option. Go to our YouTube channel, subscribe. Check out the Garage Guy Chase Does Talladega video. It's, it's actually – no, there's no Drew in this video, but it's where me and Drew first met. Um, but I, I took, it took me about a month to get that video created. I had to borrow a fucking MacBook to get it done, which is my next investment. MacBook's coming. It's time for fucking badass content. Got to make it happen for the Garage fam. Um, but uh, video's up there, and you'll see a lot of the stuff that I did and I captured the party scenes of Talladega, the racing – this time, it's going to be the same thing as far as the racing goes and some different driver interviews. But instead of getting a lot of the party from the infield, we'll still have a couple, a little bit of footage from that. We're going to be going where the real party's at, which is across the street from the track. There is a campground. It opens up on the Monday of the week of the race. They call this place the wild side. It is free camping. You show up on Monday with your camper and a generator and you park that bitch and it's first come first serve. Whoever gets there gets a spot. This place. That's where you're going to see the real, the real people. This is. And see in April, a lot of people go to Talladega Boulevard and they go party down there, like in the infield in October. This is where the craziest shit of all time happens. I've literally watched a guy get shot on the wild side. Not fucking with you. It's, it's, it's insane. And so we're going to be over there now. It's okay. It's okay. Cause I'm not going to put myself in those, those types of situations. This was just you, crazy shit happens sometimes, but I'm pretty sure they took the precautions to make sure it's not happening. So they got a couple of cops on standby up by the road now. So if anything goes, goes weary, there's, there's help nearby back then when all this happened, there wasn't, it was like fucking blackout. Like there was, nobody was around. So things have changed. They put some different things into play, but, People will bring their campers. They put up this, the same shit they have in the infield, stripper poles, things like that, and people come out of the woodworks to go to the wild side. So there's going to be a lot of footage of that on the new, the new YouTube video we're putting out. And, again, I'll have this content up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever have you. Just go follow Garage Guys Fancy Sports everywhere, and you can follow everything I'm going to be doing this weekend. It's going to be fun. Super pumped about it. All right, so before we get into the week six Sunday slate and uh, recapping the uh, Thursday night shit show against the Giants and the Patriots, or, or should I say just the completely lopsided game of the century, um, let's go ahead and do our new segment, Flashback Friday YouTube Review. And I'm sure we're going to come up with some funnier, uh, quirkier name than that, but that's what we're going to start out as for now. So Garage Fam, if you're listening and you have a cool suggestion, for the, for the title of this segment, then hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, wherever, and let us know what's up. Or a video. One of your or a video. Videos. Yeah, make a video. Just say, hey, you should call it this, and then end it. Like, four-second video. Very short. Oh, oh, that's cool, too. But I meant, like, if you have a suggestion for what video we should play on here. Yeah, you can do that, too, I guess. Yeah, you, you should always do that. Maybe. Gotcha. But it Maybe. has to be a video from, like, when YouTube first came out, like all the way up to let's say what 2014 maybe would that be like a good a good area for cutoff or 2015? Yeah, maybe 2015. We'll, maybe we'll go we'll go 2016 just to give it a little edge. Yep. 16. We'll go with that. Okay. That way we can get maybe some of like the uh, the presidential debate Trump stuff 
in there because there, there was some funny shit that came out in 2016. Yeah, 2016 or 2016 or 2016 or, or older. Okay, yep. so uh, the first one we ever did was before we even had the segment, and um, that's where we did um, we did the the ripping and the tearing. So this one is going to be on me. So I want to bring up this video. I don't know if you've ever seen it or not, guys, but. If you know who Rackham Willie is, this guy is probably the first viral homeless man of all time. I don't think I've seen another homeless guy before this guy. This guy was what made me think homeless people that did probably did a lot of meth or crack were interesting people just because of the wild shit this man did. We're going to play a quick clip of Rackham Willie's one of five Get Rackham's video and you can you can search this by searching Rackham Willie on YouTube first video you'll see it's eight years ago 340,000 views let's hear some Rackham Willie shout out to the clock first though clock. Gotta, gotta give the shout out to the clock and we got to add of course because I don't do the YouTube red shit if anybody's got a YouTube red account and they want to be cool I guess holler at me here we go Rackham Willie All right, I've got to end it there um, because it, it goes on for a couple more minutes. You got to go watch it yourself. This motherfucker is electric, Drew. Okay, and uh, the the first video that we did, which was the uh, ripping and the tearing, I had never seen that video. Drew introduced me to that one, and if I'm not mistaken, I introduced this one to you, or have you seen this at some point in the past? So I had seen it, but it had been so long ago that I kind of just remembered everyone. I remember the phase of everybody saying Rackham, but I didn't Rack, I, I didn't really remember the details of every – the whole video was a good watch for me because I didn't remember it. Um, but, yeah, I remember that phase. I'm sure – I don't remember how old we were, but people were – that kind of took over for a period of time. All sissies going to hell. That shit. Okay, so <laughs> we would probably like when that video came out. We would. It was uh, me and a couple of my buddies. We were like freshman year of college. We would literally get to the point where we would get so fucked up in the bars that we would just start yelling that shit out of nowhere. And I got to this point, and I've never told this story publicly, but I'm gonna come out and tell it publicly for all the listeners out there. So I, uh, when I was in college. Um, I went to school, went for like about a semester and I dropped out after my first semester I was going to go to like a technical college or whatever. So dropped out of college after my first semester, I joined a fraternity. It was, you know, in it for a little bit. 
And then it was probably around May of the year after I was getting ready to, to re-enroll at the university and um, try to get back and, you know, go back in the fraternity or whatever, re-enroll back in school, get, get all my stuff back in order. Um, and it was Cinco de Mayo, I believe. And we all went out, we got fucked up, had a great night, whatever. And I ended up getting like I normally used to do I would get so fucking trash that I would wander off by myself. And it was just an issue that I had. I would always just like wander off by my, by my lonesome. I ended up running into this homeless guy downtown in the, in the, in my college town where I was at. And one thing led to another. And this guy ended up coming back with me to, uh, to where our Greek row was, you know, and it wasn't like in most colleges, like they would have like these big ass houses and stuff. This was just kind of like a, um, uh, I guess you would say, uh, like, a the, the school built this little area and where it was like dorms. And then there was a couple of houses, like a little Greek row or whatever. So it was a smaller house, but, um, they said it doesn't really matter. Anyway, ended up bringing a homeless guy back with me, had some weed in my car, rolled up a joint, smoked weed with this homeless guy. I remember listening to the song, everybody wants to rule the world by tears for fears. Dude loved that song. And then I brought this guy into the fucking fraternity house to play pool couple of the guys that were in the fraternity at the time that got up and they were like, what the fuck is going on? I'm so fucked up that I'm just like, Oh, I don't know. I ended up pissing a lot of the guys off that were in my fraternity. And, um, and that would have been me. I would have been like, yeah. why are you bringing this guy in here? Right. Yeah. I mean, I did some wild shit, dude. So I ended up just like sitting there basically talking to him and I'm just like, Oh, you, you know, I know him and this and that. And they're like, no, the fuck you don't like, you don't know this guy. Like get this fucking guy out of here. You need to get out of here. Like, Oh, like, you know, they were pissed. You were probably calling this guy family. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I, I, from what I can remember, like I said, I was fucking trashed. And, uh, well, anyway, like I, they, they used to call me like the homeless whisperer and shit like that. Cause I would just always just find these fucking homeless people and I would get fucked up. Just, just another one of the, the things that, that crazy blackout drunk chase used to do. So, but yeah, I think it all was inspired from Rackham Willie. I just found this motherfucker fascinating as shit. He's hilarious. Um, and I still think it's funny to this day. He's got a shitload of more videos online. Um, one of the other things he would say was, uh, when you beat the Georgia Bulldog, you're going to feel a Bulldog bite. Like, I don't know. This dude <laughs> just had, he had all the sound bites in the world. I had an app on my phone. All of our, all my buddies, we had this app, but yeah, that was just a, a little, little intimate part of uh, my, uh, my adolescence, I guess you would say, or my young, my young manhood, young adulthood. Um, had to had to go through a lot of motions, learn a lot of things, learn that it was not appropriate to being homeless men, in uh into a fraternity house. Um, the growing up phase yeah. for you, exactly. Yeah, just part of the growing up phase. So learn learn my lesson there. But uh, I'm having a hard time distinguishing like when did like how long was that a phase of people saying saying that was it a year? Was it two years? I can't even remember. Rack them. Yeah. Like it was, it was really big in like 2010 from like 2010 to 2012. I remember it was just kind of like a thing. It was a, for us at least in yeah. South Louisiana. Like that was just rack, rack bah. And I, every time I would go play pool with somebody and I'd get a little drunk, I'd start running the table or something like that. Rack, rack them, rack. I would just fucking hit them with that and just get under people's skin as much as I could. Just fucking tell them to rack them because I would just beat them. And then I would get my ass kicked in pool too, so. And then I wouldn't be able to say it. And I'd be like, damn, well, I got to leave now, you know? So, right. I can see yeah. you doing that. Yeah. But, but I, respect, I would have respected you doing that. That wouldn't have gotten under my skin. I'd be like, all right, I'll start barking back at him. 
Fuck so. yeah, let's go. Like bark, bark matches, just wild shit. I'm all about. I was all about the wild boy lifestyle. I'm still a wild boy at heart. Can't lie about that. Even even at, at 27, going into my getting closer to 30s, I'm still a wild boy at heart. Gotta love, gotta love the wild boy side. Gotta love it. But that is our Flashback Friday YouTube review of Rackham Willie. And again, send us your uh, send us your requests, as Drew stated, and also. If you have a cool name you can think of for what this segment should be called other than Flashback Friday YouTube reviews, shoot it to us at GGF Podcast or at Garage Guy Chase or at Drew Dean. Not our most creative moment, but we had about 30 seconds before this to decide the name. So, Amen. So you get Let's what you it. get. All right. Uh, one more thing before we get into football and to the Sunday slate and the Thursday night game. We did have a Garage Band voicemail this week from our guy Jeff. Uh, this is a guy, actually, I did meet the guy over the summer. He states that in the, uh, in the voicemail. I uh, did a little bit of uh, background work on some movies over the summer. So I got to meet a lot of really cool, interesting people. Uh, Jeff was one of those guys, and we literally, like, he was one of the only guys that I would sit and talk about fantasy football with for, like, hours while we were waiting to go to another scene. So we had a lot of good conversation, and he, he brings up uh, the, uh, the Dalvin Cook incident where, and I've, publicly came out and said that I was completely wrong about Dalvin Cook. So everybody loves to rub it in their face when they can. So you'll hear that in the beginning of this uh, voicemail. But let's hear what Jeff had to say, and we'll answer his question. All right, Chase, this is Jeff. I met Chase over the summer working on a movie. How about that Dalvin Cook, Chase? Uh, Chase and I had a uh, fun back-and-forth little argument about what Dalvin Cook's value would be this year. I was fortunate enough to grab him in the second round, and I have been nothing but happy. So Take that, Chase. Anyway, um, my question, let's get to it. Is it time to bail on the Rams DST? They've stunk it up uh, as of the moment I'm leaving this message. They've stunk it up for two straight games. I don't like it anymore. Or is it time to bail on the Rams DST? And my other question is, I've dropped the Sean Hamilton of the Denver Broncos to grab Antonio Brown because a dude in my league dropped Antonio Brown. I'm thinking eventually some team's going to get desperate and give this guy a shot again. What do you guys think? Anyway, I'll be listening to, you, to your question. Oh, excuse me, to the answers to my questions. You guys got a great show. Take it easy, fellas. Be good. Bye. Thanks for calling in, Jeff. Again, um, good times over the summer working and talking fantasy football. My original fir first thing off the top of my head when it comes to defense is, yeah, the Rams, uh, we, you know, they, they all, like I said, they look good on paper. It's been a little different this year for this team. So I uh, personally, I'm more of a, uh, a streamer guy. I have some leagues where I have like a set defense, you know, like if you got the Patriots or somebody like that, you're going to play them week to week, no doubt. Um, I do own the Saints in one league, and I just, I'm just kind of playing them out, man. But, but if you're really serious about the, the defensive, you know, special teams, things like that, um, I would just stream, man. Look for the best matchups uh, during the week. If, if you see somebody, you know, playing like the Redskins or the Dolphins, uh, grab that defense off the waiver wire. If not, just find who has the, uh, you know, your best option to score the most points. It's, it's as simple as that with defense. Now, how do you feel about the, the defensive question there, Drew? Yeah, I think he summed it up pretty well there. Um, I don't really think we're – I think we're moving towards fantasy football not having defenses, so that's probably what's in the future, but – yeah, for now, man. Gone. Yeah, kicker's gone. I think defenses are soon to, to follow. It's just it's really not the same as other positions. But I'm with you. I think if you don't have one of the top tier defenses, I open. I just open up the um, the free agency or the you know, the open market there, and I look for anybody that's facing the worst QB matchup. You know, 
a good one to pick on last week was Luke Falk with the Jets. So anytime you, you see a defense against a rookie QB or an experienced QB or just a really bad team like the Dolphins, just target them. So I agree with you on that. Big facts. Um, your next question with Deshaun Hamilton dropping him for Antonio Brown. I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it. Um, it's Deshaun Hamilton. You know, we saw Deshaun have a big, uh, big, big year, like towards the end of the last season, you know, he kind of came out of nowhere. He saved some fantasy teams. I know that uh, Jake Seeley played in the pro league with us last year and he won the league, the first annual GGFS pro league. He won. And in the GGFS pro league, we give out a Jersey trophy has a patch on it that says GGFS. sew it on. And you choose a player of your choosing from your fantasy football team to have that done on. And of course, Jake chose Deshaun Hamilton, so we got that sent out to him. And, uh, you know, Deshaun, he may end up being, you know, a bounce-back guy later on, but for right now it just doesn't look like the targets are, are going his way from Flacco. You know, if, if there's nobody else out there and, and you really feel strongly that Antonio Brown's coming back, then uh, I, don't, I don't see a problem with it. But I probably personally am not – like I said, I dropped Antonio Brown a couple of weeks ago. We talked about it on the show, actually. And, um, and I did end up dropping him, kept my word on that, and um, I haven't looked back. So if you really think that somebody's going to come out of the woodworks and, and pick him up and sign him, then, you know, that might be a great, great move for you. But me personally, I'm really not worried about going after him. Gotcha. Yeah. So I have a few follow-up questions for Jeff. So if he, if he wants to find me on Twitter and send me the answer so I can better answer his question, I'd appreciate it. But it comes down to this. Like, I think it's a – it's a fine risk because Deshaun Hamilton is probably not somebody you're starting, but the question I would have for you is how many roster spots do you have? And that would help me give you an answer because there's probably somebody on the waiver wire that you can get that would serve you way better than Antonio Brown or Deshaun Hamilton. Um, But if you have a ton of roster spots, I don't mind you taking that risk. Just keep in mind that if the Patriots give up on you in a week or so, that kind of tells the rest of the league something. Um, you know, because they're kind of notorious for turning people around. So I doubt many of the many of the you know teams around the league are going to take a chance on him after that. Yeah, I don't see really much of anything happening this year. Maybe in 2020, but uh, for right now, we're we're gonna have to wait and see. But Jeff, again, thanks for calling in, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for being a member of the Garage Fam. We appreciate you. All right, Thursday night football, Giants at Patriots. Is there really anything that we need to say about this game other than fire up your Patriots, and if you picked up Daniel Jones, this is not the week to start it? Yeah, we all know the stats at this point about rookie quarterbacks against Bill Belichick. It's not something you want to tackle. I can promise you that. So just stay away, and then the only other notable thing really is the the injuries for the Giants. So a lot of people are out of the lineup. Saw Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram and Saquon are all ruled out. So this one's going to probably get ugly pretty quick. Right, yeah. We're going to see – we may be seeing Saquon come back week seven. Um, if I had to be realistic about it, I think week eight is when we're going to see the return for Saquon. Um, but yeah, How, it's how just, dumb would they be if they were marching him out there, though? Like, I would um, be so critical of them if they, if they said, hey, he's playing. They need to just go ahead and lay down. Like, I, I, I'll be real with it. I know that that's not what a, a, a Giants fan right now listening to this probably hates me. But it's just like, you know where you're at right now in this, this year. You know what's going on. Just lay the fuck down. Like, don't, don't even try. Like, if, if I had to take a guess, like, how wild would it be if fucking Eli just jumped in this game? 
I can see it. I can see it happening, honestly. I can see, like, Daniel Jones getting in and, like, just really getting his fucking shit wrecked. And then Eli just hopping in. And then, like, it won't ever happen. But how amazing would it be if Eli just hopped in at the second half and then just fucking won the game against the Patriots? Like, what would Tom Brady do? Yeah, that would be wild. And it would be fitting for, you know, Eli Manning's yeah, the legacy. His- the legacy, yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm a little against you though on your on the first thing you said there. I don't think they should give up. They're two and three, and the Eagles and Cowboys are just three and two. So I think you just give up this game. You don't rush Saquon back. It's not a game you're probably going to win anyway. Right. Just, then, just don't worry about hurting anybody else. Like you still have some winnable games out there in your in your lineup. Like your schedule, you still have some some games that you're going to be able to really do good. Daniel Jones is going to keep progressing. You know, we did see a little bit of regression out of him last week. He got like 14 fantasy points, but it's the Vikings defense, you know? So it's like, what, you know, what do you expect, I guess? But for a rookie quarterback, that's, that's not horrible numbers, I guess you would say. At least he didn't score a negative two like one quarterback did on a Monday night game. <laughs> uh, which, by, the way, by the way, we might as well go ahead and talk about that. But, look, I have nothing else to say about this Patriots-Giants game other than fire up the Patriots and um, good luck to the Giants. That's all I can really say. I got one more thing. One more thing for those playing uh, playing DraftKings or even needing like a deep a deep play if you're in a big league. Um, so first of all, one more thing: Wayne Gallman got ruled out too, so it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a a blowout. Um, but keep an eye on Jacoby Myers. So Philip Dorsett is not going to play, and Jacoby Myers is a young guy for the Patriots. It's there's been a lot of a lot of buzz around him. Um, making a spot on this roster and he's slated to be the number three receiver and might get some targets. We know that giant secondary is not the best. So if you're looking for a DFS cheap play, look for Jacoby Myers. Good Intel, really good Intel there. Um, Yeah. Let's move into uh, Monday night. Just a quick recap of the uh, 49ers and Browns horrible fucking game for the Browns. Um, One thing I got to say about this, and we'll talk about the Browns game on the Sunday slate. You can only go up from here. Nick Bosa absolutely um, made Baker Mayfield call him daddy, like 100%. <laughs> like, there is nothing else you can describe that. Like, he wrecked that offensive line. He wrecked Baker Mayfield. He flew that fucking flag. He got his revenge. I don't think that if, if you put Baker Mayfield behind the Cowboys O-line or you put Baker – um, you know, um, behind um, who, who who else has has a really good O line? The Saints, 40, 49ers, you know, Saints, and, and yeah, and the 49ers, something like that. You put you put Baker behind one of those O lines. Nick Bosa was going to find a way through that motherfucker to get you. There was nothing he could do. Nick Bosa had a mission, and he accomplished that shit. I became a Nick Bosa fan after Monday night. I became a believer in this 49ers team after Monday night. And I know most people out there might say, well, that's not really saying much, Chase. It's the fucking Browns. I understand that. But they're four and fucking oh. And they've been winning these games. And I, I'm and I came out on Twitter and said I'm officially ready to say that they're legit. They're fucking real. And so I'm really excited to see what happens this week. And we'll talk about that game as well on the Sunday slate. But just had to say that about the Monday night game. Um, Freddie Kitchens has got to get his shit together. And that team has to get their shit together. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about what I think they can do this week to make that happen. But let's roll into the Sunday slate. Uh, the first game that we're going to have is going to be at 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. It's going to be a London game, Panthers-Buccaneers. It's supposed to be a Buccaneers home game. Uh, so it's going to be very early. Everyone out there, 
that has any Bucks or Panthers players, you better be setting your lineups this Saturday because you don't want to be that guy that wakes the fuck up and realizes there was a London game and you fucked yourself. 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. That's 8.30 Central time, 7.30 Mountain time, 6.30 in the morning on the West Coast. Don't fuck this up. Mike Evans, bounce back game, putting a stamp of approval on it. Mike Evans is not going to go another week with a goose egg. You know, he's I, – I don't think that, that he is getting the, um, the, the love he does deserve just because he is Mike Evans. But they're still going to find a way to get him involved in this pass game, even with Chris Godwin. He's not going anywhere. People are just really overreacting about Mike Evans. But it has been off. I will say that. The production has been off with him, but Godwin has just came out this year and showed that he can get shit done. I'm all in on Mike Evans. I think he's going to have a bounce-back week. Um, and I do like me some uh, some Ronald Jones. I think that we might see some Ronald Jones action. Peyton Barber's going to do his normal thing, and then they're going to squeeze some, some Rojo in there. Um, so I think we're going to see maybe a touchdown out of Rojo. I'm digging that. And the Panthers' side of the ball, what more can you say? Christian McCaffrey, golden boy. I like Curtis Samuel this week as well. Um, those are kind of my two hot plays on the Carolina side of the ball. And then Greg Olson. Don't forget Greg Olson. Kyle Allen targeted Greg Olson a lot. I actually take that back. I'm going to make Greg Olson a hot play this week as well because the Buccaneers have a very hard time covering the tight end. We all remember what happened when they played the Bucs earlier this year. Greg Olson had like, what, 17 fantasy points, I believe? Yeah, he had a big game. I know everybody. That's That was uh, Kyle Allen's coming out party, so everybody was scoring high. Yes. Receivers, I think Samuel Moore and Greg No, Olsen actually, Moore. no. When, when they played the Bucks the first time, it was Cam. Cam was – Oh, playing. yeah. That, that was where we had, like, the, the weather delay. Right, exactly. Okay, I think that was, yeah. like, maybe week two. Don't hold yeah. me to that. Can't really That was week me. two. But yeah. we still saw Greg, uh, Greg Olsen do his thing, so – be ready to see some more Greg, uh, Greg Olson unless this defense has found a way to shut down the tight end. Um, that's how I feel about this one. Yeah, man, that just shows me how quickly the season's going by. It's crazy, that was, man. That was, that was definitely Cam Newton because I remember uh, they wouldn't run Cam Newton a QB sneak on like fourth and inches. Instead, they were trying to like pass it or right. he couldn't do like run. a pitch. He couldn't yeah, run. Like, he came out and talked about it in his video on YouTube. Like He's just like, I, I can't run. If I can't run, I can't be Cam. That's why he's not playing right now. Right. That was a home game for the Panthers and then bad loss, right? Bad right. loss for him. Okay. Yep. Yeah, man, I don't I, – I mean, obviously, you're going to play Christian McCaffrey every single week no matter what, as long as he's not injured. And um, you might want to keep an eye on that. I think he missed practice, but I, I don't think he's – I don't think it's serious. You don't um, worry about base those side, you, Yeah, unless you see him getting ruled out or anything, you don't worry about it. Um, True that, yeah. But Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, I'm, I think you just you just play these guys and you just accept that there's going to be some weeks where one of the two disappears. It seems like Godwin's going to be the more consistent of the two. And that I don't think that – you know, you're going to see all these takes on Twitter about who's better, more talented, all that stuff. I think it's more of Mike Evans is still drawing the number one cornerback. Um, they're both great, great players. And um, they're going to have their weeks where they eat but it's probably going to be rare that you see both of them have monster games. I just, that's just what we've seen so far, and I think that'll continue. They say you always should save the best things for last. But unfortunately, when you're on NFL.com slash schedules, it's not last. It's second to first. <laughs> the biggest game of the century, the one that we've all been waiting for, it's going to be nothing but sheer excitement. 
all over the fucking place. Just fireworks of a fucking football game. Redskins at the Dolphins. Over under two minutes of red zone time for this game. Um, under. Under. Yes. See, I think it's going to be one of the situations. It's so bad that they actually show it a good bit to just kind of make it. This is this is the Barnum Barnum and Bailey circus game of the week. This is the shit flavored lays game of the week. This is the I ate a piece of trash once and I vomited all over the couch on Christmas Day game. That these are things I could compare this game to. This is going to be the most atrocious football game I think that I've seen in all of my 27 years. And there's been a lot of football games, true. Yeah, it's going to be ugly. And I hate, I hate that I'm about to say this. I'm probably going to regret it come Sunday. But I actually like some of the DFS plays here. The pricing's, pricing's pretty cheap. I'll just give one out. But Kenyon Drake at 4.1, I think he could get, definitely get in the end zone. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be ugly, man. Um, but there's some opportunity because the defenses are so bad. Do you, I mean, do you see the teams moving the ball? I, I don't know. I don't know what's going to – I don't even want to make a, a prediction. The only thing that I will say is I like, Press, uh, I like Preston Williams this week. Um, I think he's going to get targets for Miami side. I mean, he's, he's the guy that's been getting the most targets. Um, I know that uh, Devontae Parker's kind of been coming into the mix a little bit with uh, Josh Rosen, but uh, I think Preston Williams is the guy that you're going to want to look at for DFS. I think he's going to have – Mainly, it's just going to be because of the amount of targets he gets, and as long as he can haul those catches in, that's going to be a pretty good base for the points. So I'm starting him in a couple of leagues, actually, tournament and uh, my season-long and some DFS. Yeah, one note on the Washington side before we move on. Um, Terry McLaurin should be a good option. The, the rumor is that Case Keenum's back as the starter, and we saw what he did with, with Keenum. So um, with the head coaching change, you're going back to Keenum. Right, the move, the move that I made to pick up Trey Quinn is completely irrelevant now because Colt McCoy is out of the picture. So, I'm uh, that's how I, that was the guy with Colt. I like I like him, and then but now that Keenum's back, yeah, McLaurin is is the way to go. So that's really all we can say about that game. It's going to be shit flavored potato chips. So you heard it here first, but you've probably heard it everywhere actually by now. I'm not going to take any credit for that. That's everybody knows that shit. Eagles Vikings. There's no way the Eagles are repeating what they did on defense against the Jets last week. We know that much. Um, but I am ready to make my prediction. I'm ready to go 6-0, and Drew, for my wide receivers, for the purple people eaters. And this can I week, guess? Can I guess who you're going for? Uh, I mean, you got a 50-50 shot. I, just, I feel it that you're going to say Stephon Diggs. And you are absolutely correct. I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say no because I was like, you're not you're not gonna steal this from me. I gotta do my you know, but I was like, you know what? Fuck it, he's right. I'm gonna we're gonna be right. Six and oh is what I'm shooting for. I'm five and oh currently with the wide receiver uh, the the main wide receiver of choice. Who's gonna get you the most points? Stefan Diggs coming in hot this week. Get ready for it. And I'm not gonna say Thielen's gonna shit the bed, but Thielen should have between ten to twelve fantasy points. And I'm putting my bank. I'm starting to see. I'm really starting to get ballsy with these picks now. I'm actually giving you like uh, the numbers now, I'm throwing numbers at you. So yeah, you're getting a little cocky, but I like mm-hmm. it. I like yes. both of these guys, man. I think one of the two will go off. Um, I don't see the Vikings having a tremendous amount of success on the ground. Cook's going to do his thing, but if you're the Eagles, I think you're going to really try to take away the run, and that means the receivers should get opportunities. We'll just have to see if Kirk Cousins decides to show up. This game right here, I think, is going to be a little more exciting than people are ready to 
uh, ready to to admit it's going to be. I think that this is going to be a pretty entertaining game. I don't think it's going to be uh, some you know fifty to fifty you know, two or whatever, like some high crazy score like this next game we're going to talk about. But I think that the Eagles Vikings are definitely going to be an entertaining game. Ready to watch that one. Stefan Diggs, That's my guy. Viking side of the ball. Eagles side of the ball. Um, I'm feeling, I'm feeling some Carson Wentz, man. I think that he's going to be slinging the rock. So Carson Wentz should have him a pretty good day as well. But uh, let's move, move to the big game right here. I don't understand why this is not a primetime game. Doesn't make any sense. The fucking afternoon games actually blow dick except for uh, – well, no, there's, there's, there's one good afternoon game. But uh, Texans-Chiefs in Arrowhead, this, the Chiefs have got to do something or else the AFC South is going to be fucking bending that ass over and spanking Andy Reid. And um, – I don't really know what to expect. I'm worried about Patrick Mahomes, man. I'm worried that this Texans defense is going to be aiming for that fucking ankle. And I think that in the next couple of weeks, we might see fucking Mahomes get get put on the sideline, dude. Yeah, I don't know if there's going to be an intentional shot at his at his ankle, but I could definitely see somebody rolling into it or going for a sack. And yeah, and he gets accidentally, hurt. you know what I mean, like. <laughs> Like, are you, you, are you winking at me, Greg me. Williams? I'm, me? I'm doing Dr. Evil hand quotes right now. Don't, don't tell me that if you were a defensive player and if you could pull some shit off to where you knew that you could put your team in a position to fucking win and you knew something was that. I mean, you'd have to be a pretty fucking like, careless human being. Like, you'd just be like, fuck this guy. I don't like him. And it's hard to do that because Mahomes is a really nice guy, just like on and off the field. But, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I don't really know, dude. I don't. I, JJ Watt won't do it. He's get, he's got too much integrity, um, but somebody might do it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I got a lot of thoughts in this game um, in general. Spill going away from that, but I, I can't wait to see how furious I'm going to be with Bill O'Brien um, this week because every, this is going to be the, probably the most popular DFS game. Everyone's going to be stacking it. They're going to be saying Mahomes or Watson, and they're going to fill it fill it up with the weapons, whether it's Kelsey and Hopkins. But what if what if the Texans come out and try to do what the Colts did and just hand the ball off to Carlos Hyde and try to control clock, li- limit the possessions? Like, there's a chance they go for that, and it's not the high scoring passing attack that we want it to be. Don't you think? It's possible, but when you have DeAndre Hopkins at your disposal, Will Fuller. Um, I don't even know if Kenny Stills is coming back. Do you, you have any injury update on Kenny? Um, not right now, no. But I mean, either we'll way, figure, I don't we'll think, figure it out. It, it, it's not going to change much. I uh, I definitely think that that we're going to see more D Hop this week. Um, I'm not ready to say that it's going to be you know Carlos Hyde because I don't think that Carlos Hyde is anywhere you know around the explosiveness that Marlon Mack has. Um. But I agree. I agree. But they could uh, try it. Bill yeah. O'Brien would do that. Yeah, I mean, Bill O'Brien does seem like a copycatter, so he might he might try to Frank Reich it. Um, and it is the AFC South, so they a lot of them kind of have a lot of similarities. A lot of those teams in that, except for uh, Jacksonville, they're really separating themselves, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, I I know this is going to be a popular DFS game. Um, be on the lookout. Tyreek Hill maybe he's questionable right now. Maybe playing. If not. Byron Pringle is going to be there, and it seems like he's uh, got a pretty good relationship going with Patrick Mahomes right now. We talked about Travis Kelsey on the last show. 
a little worried about him, but may, may be able to see a little bit of bounce back. I think the Texans don't cover the tight end as well as the Colts were covering him. So uh, could, could be a little bounce back for him there. But again, it's just you, you really can't go wrong with starting a good bit of people in DFS for, for, these, uh, for, for both of these teams. I think that they equally have a good shot at, at producing some big numbers. Saints at Jags. Favorite game, obviously. Uh, two of my favorite teams in the NFL are facing each other. Um, obviously, I'm going to have to pull for the Saints as much as I love Gardner Minshew. But um, I, I'm going to be in Talladega on Sunday. The only other place, if I could be anywhere else in the United States, would be in that fucking swimming pool in Jacksonville watching this football game. Got to make that happen. Got to do that one of these days. <laughs> that does sound really fun. Oh, fuck yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what goes on in that pool, but I feel like there's a lot of, like, you know, like dirty shit that goes down in that pool. Like, somebody's definitely tried to fuck in that pool before. You can, you can guarantee it. But the only thing oh, yeah. is they got the big plate of glass there, so it's all can be seen. So you After be hours of tailgating and then getting into the game and you've oh, you know, been, yeah. been drinking all day, you no know, telling what some people do. Dude, I, I would be worried, too. They, they better filter that thing daily. There's probably a lot of pee in there, a lot of piss. Gotta be oh, careful. Yeah. yeah. Why gotta watch out for for the for the piss water. Whoever's um, a security or bouncer probably has some epic stories. I would love to hear about the person that manages that pool. Right. Fuck fuck the coaches and the team personnel. We need to interview the bouncers and we need to interview the security at uh at the Jacksonville Jaguars uh field. That's what we need to do. We need to get with those guys. Absolutely. Let's talk about the game. Um I'm gonna go ahead and say this. Um, obviously going to be taking Gardner Minshew over Teddy Bridgewater as far as a quarterback in this game. Teddy did great last week. Don't get me wrong. Um, and I think that he's able to, you know, we see that he's able to put those kind of numbers up. I just don't think that he's going to do it against this Jacksonville defense. This team's feeling themselves. Um, I, I even feel like Teddy might end up throwing him an interception in this game. Um, you know, the Jalen Ramsey drama hasn't really ended. He's been back and forth. They've seen pictures of him with Deshaun Watson in Houston which is a whole other story in its own. Uh, but I, uh, I, I definitely like the Jags' odds. I think that this is going to be a high-scoring affair, but I'm, I'm not ready to say that the Saints are going to lose this game just because of the, the craziness that we've seen. And tell, call me crazy, I'm starting Gardner Minshew in this game in one of my season-long leagues, and I'm also starting the Saints' defense in the same lineup. I don't think that's crazy. I don't think Gardner Minshew's the worst start either. I think they're going to have to pass the ball some here. I don't think they're going to like dominate the possession with Fournette. I think the Saints would do a decent job of trying to limit him. I do think this Jags defense has proven to be. It's just not the same. It's not the, what it used to be. Not even close. People are. Uh, we saw Christian McCaffrey as great as he is have wide open holes in that in that uh, on that defense. So he was just able to run straight up the middle several times. So maybe it's a game we look at. Uh, at the Saints running back, maybe a Latavius Murray coming out party, or if you want to go the safer route, obviously go with a, with AK there. I'm uh, I'm putting the stamp of approval on Leonard Fournette this game. I think that he's going to be able to run the ball very well. There's going to be a lot of passing, so I think he could score some really big numbers against the Saints defense as far as just PPR. Um, also, be on the lookout for Chris Conley. Um, I, DJ Chark has been incredible. Gardner Minshew is going to find a way to get him that ball, but if I had to take a guess. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore is going to be all over DJ Chark. So, you know, be, be careful there. That's all I got to say about that. And if, if Lattimore is on Chark, I know Chark's fast, but I, I just I don't really trust that play. So I do like Chris Conley as kind of a sneaky sleeper in DFS. 
But season long, you, you got to play Chark just because he's he's proved himself this season. He's he's Gardner's number one, and don't forget about D.D. Westbrook. But I think D.D.'s kind of set in that wide receiver two role, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon. Um, the Saints is your usual suspects for me. Thomas Kamara, leaving it there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do my research about who should be on Chark. Haven't gotten that far into the to my week yet, but. Every weekend, I'm looking at who's not getting Lattimore, and that's the receiver I want. Right, so and hey, Drew, Drew, where where can where where can our listeners <laughs> find all that stuff at? The Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Patreon page. Come on, there you come go. Do it. Eight Patreon. bucks. Patreon.com slash Guys. If you can't spare eight bucks, I don't want you there. So right, yeah, it's eight dollars. Jesus Christ, guys. Um, Seahawks at Browns. Okay, just briefly going to talk about this one. The Browns have to redeem themselves here. I'm not saying they have to win this game, but they have to show that they can play fucking football. Seattle's not going to let up. they got a really good defense. You know, and they, they just, they, they've got to get something going they, other than Nick Chubb. When you have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, these two star wide receivers, and you're just going to use Nick Chubb the whole way, I mean, you've got to do whatever you got to do to win, but you've got to get these two guys involved. This is a week I think that we're finally going to be able to see Odell Beckham Jr. shine. I think that Baker's going to do well getting this ball to him, um, and, and he's going to finally get some big production, some really big production. I mean, we've seen him have a good game, but we want to see him have some more games like that. This is one of those games where that can happen, um, and, and I'm not saying they're going to win the game, but this is definitely going to be a game where OBJ gets a lot more involved. Seahawks side of the ball, Russell Wilson's going to do his damn thing. I'm all systems go with him. And I'm willing to say that Chris Carson will have a fumble in this game. So beware. I like your gut things just out of nowhere. Chris Carson's going to fumble, but he has, he, he has had that issue this year. Um, man, I'm he done hasn't with fumbled the, the last three games, though. He hasn't. Yeah, done. I love Chris Carson. He's in a great spot. I would fire love him, him up. Love him too. Love him too. I would fire him up, man. Um, I'm off the Browns until they put two games together consecutively of consistent offense and I just I'm done with it man I'm tired of it I'm tired of the inconsistency um you know if if the Seahawks if the Seahawks are looking at that film they're saying we're going to do everything we can to put to put pressure on Baker Mayfield make him go through his progressions which he's he's really struggled with so I'm off it man until I see more the only one that I'd feel safe playing really is Nick Chubb put it down in the books you heard it Drew likes the chubby boy chubby boy Chubby boy. All right, let's keep it uh, – let's, let's move over to the old Browns, which are now the Edgar Allan Poe Ravens. Uh, they are going to be playing the Cincinnati Bengals. It's another uh, – the AFC North showdown. Ravens win this one easily. Um, I, like I said, I've, I'm done with the Bengals. Completely finished. Done with Joe Mixon. There's nothing else that I want off that team. Even when A.J. Green comes back, I'm fucking done with it. I want nothing there. Auden Tate is maybe like a toss-up DFS play. But uh, the, it, rate, fire up your Ravens. That's all I got to say. That's, that's it for this game. I have nothing else. You have anything? No, their Bengals are awful outside of the Redskins and Dolphins. They're looking like the probably the next worst, worst team in the league, I'd say. Um, one thing I will say, it's not, the, it's not the spot to do this against the Bengals, but Ravens are, have now under, underwhelmed two weeks in a row. They got blown out by the Browns, and then last week I think they – so they won by three against the Steelers. And it was a, it was a Steelers team that was with their third QB, so I want to look for a spot to attack the Ravens. It's just not this week. Afternoon slate, five games here. We're going to go over before we uh, before we wrap up the show. Starting off with the 49ers in uh, Los Angeles against the Rams. Do the 49ers stay undefeated, Drew? 
<sighs> I've gone back and forth on this one, man. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what your take is on it. I, I personally think it's a good spot for the Rams to bounce back, but I'm becoming more and more of a believer on this 49ers team. I know the intro of this, you got to speak a little bit about the Niners and, and I didn't, but Chase, I don't know if you're noticing the trend. Like everybody talks about the league being pass happy, but all the teams that seem to be doing really well, the teams that are playing good defense and are running the ball well, and that's what the 49ers are doing. So they're minimizing Jimmy Garoppolo's chances to make mistakes because I'm pretty sure he still hasn't really proven himself, but they don't, they don't need him to. They just need him to, to go out there and get the job done. So I'm, I'm, all, I'm all aboard this Niners team being for real. What about you? I, uh, I'm loving some, uh, some Tevin Coleman this week. I think that they're going to get him involved a little bit more in that passing game in the backfield. Um, this is going to be one of those games where we can see if Breed is going to be a consistent running back to have. I mean, I know he's an obvious pickup. He's obviously on benches or he's obviously starting in your lineup. Um, Breed has shown that this year. But uh, I think that if Brita can really, like, pump the fucking gun and, like, really get up into that Rams uh, defense, you know, we saw Chris Carson, you know, do it, and uh, he, he did great. But if we can see Matt Brita do the kind of shit he did against the Browns on Monday night to this Rams team, like, look the fuck out. Like, Matt Brita is on a mission, dude. He's undrafted, came into the league. Um, you know, and, the, and the, they said it, I think Booger said it on Monday night, the undrafted ones are always out looking for something bigger to prove. And Matt Breida did that on Monday night. So I'm really, uh, I've kind of jumped on his, uh, his hype train, you know, as him as a player. So I'm ready to see Matt Breida continue to succeed. Um, I do like him, but I, said, I like Tevin Coleman a little bit more in that, uh, in that backfield. And then, of course, I'm going to go ahead and jump back on this. And, and honestly, I'm going to be completely honest. I love you guys. So I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm just ready to see Marquise Goodwin go the fuck off. Yeah, you're so biased towards that guy. You want him to do it. It's I okay, the, I love the guy. I love the guy. You gotta I want to see him go off. You got to have – every fantasy player has got to have their favorites. There's nothing wrong with it. But. He's got an electric Instagram account, by the way. If, I if knew that's why. You've got to go follow this guy. I mean, but I had Goodwin a couple years back, and I mean, he, when he was producing big numbers with Jimmy G. Um, and then before Jimmy G, when he had uh, C.J. Beathard playing, you know, he was producing big numbers. So if Jimmy G could just get that ball to him a little bit more, I know you got Pettis and Kittle, but don't, don't forget about Marquise Goodwin. That's all I got to say. I love me some Marquise. Yeah, yeah. I know we're, we're trying to move on, but I do want to backpedal real quick to your Coleman and Breida take. So I agree with you. I think Breida is – that guy is super talented, man, and he's fast. He's really fast. The one thing that Coleman has on him, the edge he has, is he seems to be more of the uh, red zone guy. Right. So keep that in mind. But if you're asking me who's better, I think I think Brita is, is a better player, but Coleman's going to be your, your red zone guy. Coleman's we know uh, Freeman again. Yeah, man. We know um, we know that Kyle Shanahan uses all of his backs. It's a little frustrating as, as a fantasy owner. We know he in Atlanta he did the same thing with Freeman and Coleman, and now he's doing it with Brita and Coleman. And, and Coleman here, so, but you can play either one of them because they're running the ball so much. Big facts. You got to tell tell the listeners what what you said about uh, Kyle Shanahan and McNaggy. Yeah, so I was watching that game on on Monday night, and it like all hit me at once. I was like, Matt Nagy wishes he was Kyle Shanahan. It's so true when you really think about it. Like like <laughs> he just Kyle Shanahan to do that. Yeah, like Kyle Shanahan doesn't force anything. He. I mean, he tries to establish a good run game, but he stays creative. He gives his QB some really good options to not make mistakes, but to pick up some easy yards. And then Matt Nagy, you just, like, switch it over to Matt Nagy's game, and it seems like everything's forced. They really don't want to trust the running game. Um, his QB is, like, 
trying to do all these wild, crazy packages and set up to fail. It's just not, not, not too big on, on Matt Nagy, but Kyle Shanahan, huge fan. So shout out to Bob's burgers, Bob's burgers. Yeah. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to say like, shout out. That's a good take with my Kyle Shanahan, Matt Nagy. Well, it is, it is a good take, but I just, I, all I could think about was the fact that Matt Nagy looked like the guy that does the voice of Archer. So, and I can't gotcha. remember his name and I'm not going to take the time to Google it right now. I'm just going to be real with you guys. So Google we're, yourselves. We're on to Cincinnati. We're on to Cincinnati, except we already covered Cincinnati. Whoops. But um, real fast, don't start Jared Goff. Ooh. Just don't don't start Ooh. Jared Goff. I'd start him. They're gonna have to. They're gonna have to throw. That's all I gotta say. Don't start just Jared be Goff. just be okay with him. Be aware. Be aware. Be be beware of Jared Goff. I'll say that. Another battle of the birds. Falcons at the Cardinals. Another shit. We. It's it's very rare you get two shit show games in a week. I think that this one's going to be a little more entertaining, though, than the Dolphins-Redskins game. Um, and I think that this one is obviously going to have to go to the Falcons. Uh, see the Falcons winning this game easily. I think Julio Jones is going to have him a good day. Um, we're going to see Devonta Freeman break out this game. So all, your, all you guys that own Devonta Freeman, I'm playing against Devonta Freeman in the GGF Pro League against, uh, against Mike Dempsey this week. So it's going to be a very fun week. I'm, uh, I'm ready to play, ready to play hard. Yeah, this is going to be a big DFS game. We know that um, we've been attacking over the Patreon page. We've been attacking the Falcons' defense all year. So, Kyler Murray could have a big game. and um, David Johnson. D- David Johnson. Even though and I saw him pop up on the injury report, and people were picking up Chase Edmonds. So. Chase Edmonds. <laughs> and uh, Christian Kirk. I didn't see should the be bad. injury report yet. Uh, Christian Kirk. I'm such a horrible fucking host, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's okay oh my god hey i mean it's wednesday it's not really it is it is not, i've I'm been i've been brain has been in nascar mode and and i'm 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 going i'm going off the gut and from the the things that i've read online and and i, I must have missed that but prayers I don't for think johnson. Miss the game. i don't I, I, he can't he can't miss this game this is a fucking about to eat game you know what i mean this is like thanksgiving feast for him you know what i'm saying like he's got to play this game david johnson's gonna have a big fucking game if he plays this game I agree. Did you notice the bids on the GGFS Pro League, though, for Chase Edmonds? That's, that's I one. did not see them. I'm going to have to go look at them. Yeah, it, it's, people threw around some big money. So, mm, Big money. I'm just going to keep keeps trying to save my dollars. Yeah. Um, Matt Ryan, but, though, right? Should have a big game. Yeah. that's. I mean, I'm really just looking at, at uh, guys from the Falcons team. Those are the guys that I really think you should target in DFS. Um, not really. Uh, David Johnson's the only one on the Cardinals side. I don't think that Kyler's going to go – Two ape shit, um, but that's all I have to say about that one. You got anything else for the Battle of the Birds this week? Nope, I'm good. All right, um, this is a uh, this is a sneaky, sneaky watch the fuck out game. And I know when I tell you who's playing, you're gonna be like, why? Cowboys at Jets. Cowboys are going to the Meadowlands to play the Jets. This is gonna be a close game, and people don't even realize that. Sam Darnold's coming back in, which means people that own Robbie Anderson, you need to fire him the fuck up. Uh, Robbie Anderson, Jameson Crowder. And then Chris fucking Herndon comes back off suspension, and now he's got the dad damn uh, injury bug already bit his ass uh, with a pulled hamstring. So um, as much as I've been waiting, I love the Hearn. been waiting for the Hearn to come back. Now I've got to wait a little bit fucking longer. But fear not, Darnold's back, which means Le'Veon Bell should be open the fuck up. And I think we're going to see Lev – this is going to be the battle of the running backs. This is going to be a Zeke and Lev show. 
Um, but I think that the Jets – I'm not going to say the Jets are going to win, but I think the Jets are, are going to give the Cowboys a run for their money. So Cowboys need to prepare themselves because if not, they can let this shit get out of hand real fast. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think this game's going to be closer than people expect. And I do think we see some big fantasy performances finally from the Jets guys, mainly to Darnold being back. It's just going to open up that offense. Um, I'm I'm going to throw up, man. I'm going to throw up already. I'm just telling you right now, Chase. You're going to know when you're at Talladega, just open up the box score to the Jets Cowboys and scroll down to Robbie Anderson and Jamison Crowder. And if both of those guys have a bad day, just don't talk to me. I won't call you. They they are so cheap because they're factoring in you know the production this season with and Luke and, and Luke Falk yeah, yeah. So that's why I love them I love them in DFS like they those like if I had to pick between the two I'm gonna go Robbie Anderson I'm gonna lean I'm gonna lean Anderson um, so that's that's where I'm at with that one get you some Robbie Anderson in your lineups Cowboys though Zeke should eat. Um, and then we should see some gallop in there. Because I, I really feel like as much as people want to believe that Amari Cooper's like the boy, I think that Dak has, is like cheating on Amari with Michael Gallup. Like, I really feel that. Man, both of them are getting so many targets right now. They're throwing the ball way too much. They need to be feeding Zeke. But Who I think thought I, Michael yeah. Gallup, you know? Hey, I think you're right. You're onto something there, though. Because I think, I think um, Amari Cooper is going to get the, the much tougher – cornerback matchup there with the Jets oh, I think big time. yeah so Gallup might have the opportunity um, maybe we finally see the um, breakout game from Randall Cobb he's been very underwhelming uh, so far so well it's, it's never really a breakout game for Cole Beasley and that's basically the role he's playing so maybe the Cowboys just hate that fucking slot you know that third guy mm-hmm. slot guy never know Titans at Broncos this is just going to be one of those kind of uh, games, kind of a boring game. I don't – I think Philip Lindsay's going to continue to to impress. But this game just doesn't have any oomph. It doesn't have the spark. Um, we're ready to see Adam Humphreys do something. I think Derrick Henry could, could, could fucking eat in this game. I think that he might run off a fucking, like, 80-yard touchdown. I feel, I feel that brewing in this game. I feel like a big-ass run from Derrick Henry coming in this game. Because, like – you know, you expect the Broncos' defense to be pretty good taking care of the run, and I think that, that Derrick Henry's going to rip off a fucking big-ass run. So I think that you'll get that, those, those points this week. I don't really know how much more he's going to do after that, but I just I fucking envision him just having this huge fucking run in Denver. I just see it coming. Yeah, um, for, the, for the most part, I'm staying away from – I've just been staying away from these Titans games. They just always seem like they're going to be ugly, except for their few outbursts. They've had, they've had like two times this year where they've really went off, but – um, I do want to say this real quick. Cortland Sutton targets eight, seven, seven, nine, seven. So yep. they're every week he's getting Flacco targets. Loves him. Flacco he does, loves man. Him. Flacco likes those, those, you know, those, those big receivers. And it was said, you know, and, and like, you know, I said in the beginning of the season, like I was like, maybe we will see a little more love from Emmanuel Sanders. Cause I was watching a lot of videos, but you know, you, you go, you go with your first instinct. Cortland Sutton was the guy. And now the seasons in week six, we're seeing Cortland Sutton get the most targets there. Cortland's your, the wide receiver one. There's no doubt about it. Um, so, and then Royce, my Royce Freeman take was wrong yet again. I'm hanging up the phone on Royce Freeman. I'm finished. I don't <laughs> care what he does, I don't care if he fucking has three games in a row where he makes over 25 fantasy points. He won't have any more after that, and that's a guarantee. Um, so, yeah, hanging up the phone on Royce Freeman forever. Done. He won't be on that team next year. Uh, last game, Sunday, the Sunday night football game, Steelers at the Chargers. Have to open this game up first, talking about some shit that happened to me this past week. 
I tried to keep it a secret and I should have known better. It was going to get out. Shit was going to happen. As everyone knows that follows me on Twitter that listens to the show, I love the tight end position. By the way, shout out James O'Shaughnessy following me on Twitter. Love the fuck out of you. I'm going to be hollering at you soon, James. But uh, love the tight end position. I hoard tight ends in fantasy football. Always have, always will. I had Hunter Henry. Um, I went to make a roster move to get Trey Quinn last week when I found out Colt McCoy was starting, which turned out to you know be whatever. But I thought that maybe Colt would start a couple more weeks, so at least I would get to have him for the Dolphins game. And unfortunately, Case Keenum's going in. So um, that move did not work out for me. But I had Hunter Henry on my team. He hasn't played. And I went to go drop a player to pick up Trey Quinn. And I clicked Hunter Henry on accident, thought I unclicked him, then went and dropped Hunter Renfro for Trey Quinn after um, – and then I found out the Zay Jones shit happened. So, that, I mean, that's cool, I guess. But this wasn't during the time. But anyway, I hit submit, and I didn't realize I didn't uncheck Hunter Henry. So I dropped Hunter Henry and Hunter Renfro for Trey Quinn. And I'm sitting there in my car borderline crying because I know Hunter Henry's coming back. And uh, this morning, waivers processed through. Hadn't said a word to anyone. And lo and behold, um, well, before I tell you who got him, I, uh, I didn't put any, any fab money down. I didn't, wasn't going to bid on him because it was just an accident. I have Will Disley. I have Greg Olson. It is what it is. I wasn't going to spend any, any money on him because I might need it for another position. But uh, he gets picked up, and uh, a certain someone that does this podcast with me gets him. And You've been looking for that tight end. You finally got him. So fucking congratulations, Drew. At my yeah. fucking dis- at my uh, displeasure. Don't you don't you laugh at like the way I bid too? Like I always try to think like, okay, it's probably this guy's probably going to go for five bucks, so I'll bid six or seven. Yeah, you always for, go with the odd odd numbers and shit. Yeah. So for this one, I was like, man, I bet no one's going to pick up Hunter Henry quite yet because I think he's still going to miss a little bit more time, but then he's going to come back. So I got some guys on my roster that I can fill the gap with, but. Yeah, man, Hunter Henry has that 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 big upside, especially in that offense where it's kind of need another piece. So I was thrilled to get him for three dollars. I put three dollars in the line, and um, I was hoping that only one person would compete with me, and they would go zero or one dollars, and that's that's what you did. So I got that on you. But hey, I, I didn't feel too bad once I saw you had Will Disley and and um, yeah, I can't I can't be upset about it, but it just it sucks that it happened and that I dropped him by accident, but. You know, just look, like I told you this morning in the text, look at it as a sign from the fantasy gods shining down upon you because I was not going to put any – I, I wasn't going to put a dollar up to get him back because, like, it was just like I don't need him, honestly, now, you know. So, but, uh, but yeah, good for you. Got you tied in. Not going to be able to use him for a minute. But when you do, you should get some good production. Hunter, Hunter Henry can do some good things as long as he can stay healthy. In this game, however, against the Steelers defense, we're about to see the Keenan Allen show, and, yes, you're – Get ready for it. Melvin Gordon time. Melvin Gordon time is here. Melvin Gordon will fucking go the fuck off on Sunday Night Football. He's going to have primetime stage. He's going to show the world why he deserves to be paid a shitload of money. So get ready for it. Steelers side of the ball, I think Mason Rudolph is still off somewhere looking like a young John Travolta trying to play Evil Knievel. So don't really know what's going to happen there, but I'm not really feeling anything with that Steelers until Mason Rudolph comes back and he's healthy and then Deontay Johnson and that's kind of the only guy that I, I really like. And then James Conner. So running running game is going to be strong for the Steelers. So no Jalen Samuels, by the way, too. He's out. 
So James Conner owners, fire him the fuck up. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really expecting anything too crazy from Melvin Gordon yet. Um another boring ass Sunday night football game. Yeah, this game's not gonna be very interesting to me, but they're gonna they're gonna keep using Eckler and Melvin Gordon. The the optimal approach from the Chargers, what we would like to see from them is to to continue using Eckler a lot, but start using him more in the slot and moving them around. And then you're getting – anytime you can get your, your best players on the field as much as possible, maybe you can you can get Gordon and, and Eckler both out there. So that's what I want to see. Going to be a fun slate. Again, I will be in Talladega um, on Sunday, so I'm going to be consumed with the race, watching the race. So if any of you guys want to update me on what, what's happening in the NFL, feel free to tweet me at GarageGuyChase. Um, hit up Drew at Drew Dean and hit up our, uh, our, our podcast page at GGFS Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, everywhere social media is. Be sure you're subscribing to the podcast. And I want everybody listening to this before we go, tell at least one of your friends about the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast today and grab their phone and hit the subscribe button for them. And if you haven't wrote a review for us yet on, on, on Apple Podcasts, please do that and tell your friends to do it as well. Um, just, uh, we appreciate everything you guys do for us, all the listeners out there. Thank you for taking the time to call the hotline. Thank you for taking the time to follow us and keep up with us. And just thank you for, uh, for, for letting us entertain you through this through football season and, and just with sports in general. We just wanted to say, just love the fuck out of you guys. And that's from the heart from garage guy chase. So, uh, it's going to be a great, again, going to be a great weekend. I'm pumped for this NASCAR race, man. I'm, uh, Talladega is going to be wild. It always is. So. And you'll be watching football. So on Sunday, if you guys have football questions, I probably won't have good service. Direct your Twitter questions to at Drew Dean. He'll be there to help. And if you want to get the in-depth or you want to get the 411 on how to get the bag on DK and FanDuel, hey, Drew, where can they find that at? Patreon page. Patreon.com slash garage, guys. Get it done, guys. If y'all need anything, you know where to find us and holler at us. You got any last words, Drew? Nope. I will be out of commission for an hour Sunday morning, but I'll still be available for qu- for questions. And it's not gonna it's not gonna affect content by any means. But I will say, from ten to eleven, I'm gonna be out of commission. So just want to say right. that we appreciate the clock is taking us out. Sports party. Repeat. I can't end it like that. Sports. Party. Repeat. Get back.